0: Why have I quit my job? Why have I, you know bought a van and, and why am I going to drive around the country? Well, I'm passionate about the idea that you need to be heard. And I want to stitch these stories together across the states. We're going to find the commonalities. and it's going to be really an amazing experience, and I look forward to you joining me on the job. everybody welcome back to mental health today uh your host ken really really happy to be here uh back today back in the groove i had a couple of days off i was doing some horse uh, equine therapy uh, down in uh, Sonoida arizona really close to the border and fantastic experience to get a chance to really work with work with animals and professional coaches that kind of put those two together uh, the little commercial you just saw is was me about 18 months ago kind of pontificating what I might see as I travel the country 111 cities interview 444 people and really about halfway through that's what I saw uh, this this is why I started the Mental Health Today podcast because of the crisis I saw you know really so many stories in my podcast journey on the jar involve stories of mental health and so I you know kind of committed to start this podcast to really find out what people are doing, what are companies doing, what are the, you know, what are the pioneers that are out there trying to figure this out and doing different things and trying to get a handle on it. And We talk about cost, we talk about education, uh, the stigma, uh, access, and uh, and I think today's uh, I think today's guests and the company kind of really go to the education, the tools, the cost, the access. I mean, you know, Jennifer and, and Carter, I think you. I think Uplift Univ- Univ- University or Uplift Uni, is so, it uh,
1: the new, up the up the up new, up new up branding.
0: Yeah, Uplift, yeah. Student Uplift, student yeah. Uplift. sorry, Uplift. Yeah. Student Uplift. Yeah, so the student, I think what you're doing, and just a quick you know, quick conversation and a little scan on the website, I think this is, you're kind of hitting all four of my sweet spots. Uh, so you're going to kind of steal my, you know, that's my whole program is to try to attack those four. And it seems you've got those lined up in one, uh, in one tool set. So welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for being the guest. Thanks for carving out some time and patience with me while I traveled and got settled into my new location, uh, Jennifer and Carter. Welcome! And what's going on? Tell us about tell us about your journey and how you got here and what you're doing. Thank you, um, thank you, Ken. And I really appreciate like um, you kind of having
2: us here. It's a pleasure, mm-hmm. pleasure to kind of. Share some common, um, at least themes that we've been talking about, specifically the mental health, right? Yeah. Um, You know, post pandemic, what has actually happened is it's actually highlighted a significant um, way of taking some of the stigma out and having Mm. an open conversation. So that, you know, one of the good things that I'm kind of looking at from what has happened because of the pandemic is it's helped us to open more dialogue around you know the mental health, kind of mm. trying to get away from the stigma that we are all used to when we actually talk about mental health issues, right? So it's an important timeframe uh, right now. And what at least Jennifer and I, we've been kind of focused on in Student Uplift is to be able to have that engaging content and with a human touch so that we can actually bring it to every student so they can be much more healthier as they go through their graduation or college journey.
0: Mm. Yeah. So when did you, when did you start it and what was, and what was the motivation? How did you, how did you kind of come upon this idea?
2: So, um, you know, it was me and another co-founder of mine, Rashid. So we were, um, lately, as you were talking about, you were pontificating on what how you you know dealing with animals and how things were. Mm. So Rashid and I were kind of pontificating um, on how we can actually look at mental health because both of us had a personal interest because our families had had some um, mental health issues within the family, mm. which has uh, had some significant impact to us. So we were trying to look at like how can we actually enable. Um, a way for students to kind of at least start becoming much more mentally healthier, but have immediate access for them a way which can be part of their own experience, right? We all know that ninety-five percent of the students or young adults, if you if I might say, you know, they all have phones, right? They have phones in their hand. Mm. That phones and social media has given them access to a lot of content but it's not a structured content to kind of help what you need to do, right? And so part of what we've been trying to thrive and build out at that point is like, how do you curate hyper-personalized content for the student based on what they've been going through? And can we actually use the medium that they used to all the time is the phone? Can we actually get to them? And so that's how mm-hmm. the idea kind of got generated was talking at a personal level dialogue, which led into what can we do to kind of help yeah, um, yeah. this population. And I don't know if you know this or not, like, you know, this is an important fact that everybody needs to understand since you're very passionate about mental health as well. It's psychologically kind of research has proven that the lot of mental health challenges and issues start cropping up between the age of 16 and 18, right? That's the age. Oh, yeah. so an example I can give you, right? Like people with bipolar disorders, right? they come to know more about that between that age of 16 and 18, which is a crucial time where they need to get help, right? Like they need to be able to get access to help in driving, you know, those behavioral changes that Mm. they want to do. So that's one of the reasons that like, you know, you know, the question a lot of people ask me why and what, what was driving this and why you do in students is because of that.
0: You know, interesting for me, a question pops up and just like tickling in the back of my head. You've got this, you've got it in, so, the app is already in some schools, in some universities. So we are trying to get to a beta right now. So there's so about getting about to three, the beta. Okay. Yeah. Three local kinds. We are trying to work on
2: um, getting things set up for them. So that is where we're going to be proving some of, you know, yeah. um, our, our hypothesis as well. Right. Like we have things that we've been focused on retention. We've been focused on attendance. And we are focused on mm. GPA as well, which can, you know, which mentally healthier students can start building their credibility to that process. Right. So it can get better yeah. as they go along. Um, so, yeah, so we are in the process of trying to get that in front of a um, few uh, universities and colleges within the, within the Midwest.
0: Yeah. is as you were describing that the, you know, the need at 16 and 17 and 18. And I can imagine some university students hitting the campus, downloading the app, start to go through stuff. I wonder how, what kind of self-diagnosis you're going to end, like how many people will actually discover where they're actually at mentally, you know, where their health, where their, where their mind health really is by start engaging with the app and, and learning the first time they would have seen anything, any tools possibly.
2: No, exactly, right? Like, so what happens is a lot of lot of the tools, um, if you look at that's currently available, right? Like it's more static where you have different um, categories of areas and then, then some questions behind it to kind of drive them yes. to yeah. a certain assessment, right? What what at least our philosophy at Student Uplift is things keep evolving, right? Like, you know, whenever you do an assessment, it's not like a point mm. in time to actually build a program out, So things evolve, like for example, like students going in before exams, they get more anxiety, right? Or post exams, when they're looking at the grades, they might go through anxiety and depression. So there's a ongoing process that we are trying to build. That's the hyper-personalization I was talking about. On a constant basis, we evolve like these categories so that we can actually continue to kind of give them that incremental programmatic changes Um. so they can move towards a positive behavior, right? That's the the key part of it. And in building some of that, we are actually using some of the newer technology of AI and generative AI into it because there needs to be more of a contextual relationship on okay. what, what you're actually going through. Right. Because you cannot have the same standard 20 questions, right? And ask them on and on. But you need to have based on certain questions, you might have to invent other questions to kind of get much more deeper yes, into what they're yes. going through. So one of the things that we are using is we are using an artificial intelligence model to be able to bring those category of questions mm. that we can bring in. And this is like not a one-time done, t- done right? Like it's a and kind of continuous, what I would say, a process as you go through the journey. We'll yes. help you to adapt and give you more information to the time that you're going through, um, you know the type of emotions you're going through in in, in in that time period. One of the key thing in our um, app that we actually um, is like and you know, which stands out when you log into our app, immediately we actually have this mood board that that's part of it, and the mood board basically kind of gives the different you know kind of um, feelings that a person might go through. And one of the feeling is like, eh, like, you know, I don't know, right? And that's a- <laughs> right? Like, you know, that's absolutely... Yeah, I don't know how I feel. I feel, uh Exactly, right? Like, you know, that's that's part that we are trying to do. So the app is actually kind of intuitive enough to kind of look at some of those. So what we can do is we can, over a period of time, look at certain patterns that the student is actually going through, right? Like, you know, is it that Monday morning blues that's creating uh, it? Is it yeah, the yeah. that's driving some of these behaviors? Or is it the actual course content is driving some of these behaviors as well, right? Because there's a lot of key information that not only helps the student, but it also helps the university administration as well to have a better successful experience for for their students. And one of the things that if you look at that's happening at this point in time as well, Ken, is like, in 2025, this is very well known in the higher education industry. In 2025, we're all facing a cliff. What that cliff means is, you know, since 2013, there's been a kind of a step down on number of, you know, high school graduates that are graduating from high school. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a significant difference. Like, you know, people are talking anywhere between 30 to 40% reduction in students like since 2013 who graduated versus who's going to be graduating in 2023. So what the colleges are also and universities are doing is now to offset some of that risk, they've opened them up for a lot of international students. This is great from a college perspective, but that also brings a lot of challenges, right? There's cultural integration challenges, right? Which causes Mm. a lot of mental health issues. There's kind of adaptation to the new environment that the students are going through. And then there's intro pollination of students from different cultures kind of talking and working together that also creates stress and anxiety as well right so for us part of what we're actually also focused on is to kind of get that global voices perspective into this where when you Mm -hmm. actually go through a process in kind of defining the type of content that you need it's actually driven by multiple different criteria Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: artificial intelligence is used to match so that way there's culturally sensitive, you know, you know, um, type of content that's delivered, even the selection and kind of giving options to select your um, coaches that you want to deal with, um, you know, whether it might be like coaches from the college themselves, because what our system is, we have a software and then we can onboard the existing, um, you know, either they have psychologists, psych techs or coaches within the colleges, they can onboard into the system which will mm. be fully integrated with their student information system, their CRM, with their scheduling software, with, with their you know, learning management system. So it will be a very tightly integrated system. It'll be there in a university to be able to kind of get that view of what is happening within the students. But we are also very mm. careful, right? Like as far as journaling is concerned and there's some critical what we call, like you know if they're talking to a one-on-one psychologist, then there's key information we are keeping that out of the system primarily um for two reasons right like so the journaling part if somebody graduates after 4 years they might want to continue journaling and they want it so they don't want to get stuck in this app once yeah. they graduated they don't have access to yeah well yeah yeah exactly so we have a process where we have it keeping it outside the journaling process so whenever you're graduated it's your data then you can take it and then keep mm. moving on and then as far as medical data like for medical billing dealing with coaches, like specifically who are psychologists, we keep that out of the system as well, right? So that we don't want those private sensitive data to be able to kind of give into the colleges themselves because it's not college data. It's individual person's data.
0: That's student data. So
2: we are very, very clear about like data segregation, data privacy that comes around this and Mm. structurally kind of go through that. um, with, And so the colleges do understand what their responsibility is and then the students understand what they're opting in and opting out so that there's no confusion yeah. on the data,
0: data issue that comes with that. Mm. Yeah. As you were talking through that uh, Carter, I think the the again, the kind of the thought that comes to mind is you have so many, you have all of these psychology, individual psychologists around the country or even say a particular city a, around a university, a small ecosystem. And you know, different people going into different therapists and the therapist recording things and hearing things differently because every day is different. They have a different emotion, different emotional set, different attention spans, things in their heads, even the therapist are human. Yep. And, you know, that gets put into a journal and that person sees it and that's it. And, you know, they make some advice and then they come back and see what the client said. And then they make an adjustment. And, you know, that Probably is not used as a data point for anything, and what you're creating is kind of this wild idea of one therapist who who analyzes everything and has all of these customers, these clients. You know, so it's interesting. You'll have so people that do interact at least with the system, maybe not the people, but as they go into the app and use it, you'll probably find that you'll you'll start to see a lot of ways that. You'll learn off of that community that you, you're building. Exactly right. Like it's that community. Powerful. Exactly
2: right. Like you actually look at that community behavior that you're yeah. building. You know insights into it, and you can actually help, like you know, generations to come. Right. Like you know. So you yes. Can be proactive. Like I mentioned that that 16 to 18 age, which is a critical age, and the more and more insights we get, the more we actually start getting, you know, ahead of the curve and having a proactive. Mm-hmm. Dialogue and discussion about it, right? Rather than just being reactive. Because once you get the counseling, you're always reacting, right? You're not being proactive about it.
0: Yeah, and I and I just, I'm a data, I love data. I'm a data person, I love data. So, you know, and I get how that fits in and just kind of see how you can, and you've got AI. So you've got a way to look at the data as well. Um, and that coaching and the things that you put in front of them, And as people, and you have the mood board to know when they're, you know, you've got some really good data points. Uh, You plug in there, you know, university schedules, the seasons of the of the stress. You'll have a season like you'll literally have like the the green season and the yellow. Oh, it's red season. You know,
2: it'll go through the curve because, like, if you look at it, like, you know, in in the the folks in higher education, they they all know that that we actually go through two curves in higher education, right? So one is during the enrollment cycle, which is during the fall time, right? And then the next one is the summertime where people are all trying to apply for colleges, looking at their next majors and all that. So there's this two curve that actually goes in. Um, You know, the, the, the key, you know, if you look at it from a standpoint, there's a lot of data But if you boil it down, right, and focus on student success, right, that's the key Mm. that we're actually trying to work on is student success, right? How are we enabling an environment for student to be very Mm. successful so they can drive, like, you know, and focus on their dreams rather than kind of worrying about, like, what they need to be kind of going through all the way from sleep cycle to kind of getting to meditation, calming themselves down to the type of dietary measures, which is what type of exercises you do this is a one place you actually come in where we are able to curate hyper-personalized content for them to kind of drive. One of the key things is also like, you know, as part of the student success, if you talk to higher education professionals, right? It's a student engagement, right? Because, Mm. Because the way things have become, right? Like, you know, if you look at, people are used to TikToks of the world, people are used to reels, right? And I was talking the other day and an average, like a student or like, you know, even a young adult, you know, in two hours, they scroll through 500 videos. Right? Oh my God. If you look at it from that standpoint of, you know, in, in, in that much of attention span, what are you going to capture, right? So imagine even in that, like if you're able to curate, even like let them do a lot of those videos, but curate the content, which actually has a theme, has a relationship from one to another. So you can actually look at and oh, so interesting on content, right? And if you're able to do that, oh. then what happens is it starts pushing small behavioral changes, which actually, you know, small changes becomes a true behavioral change over a period of time.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: that, I would say, is one of the you know, critical component that we have is that student success and student engagement in driving the content into their own way. Because a lot of times the challenge of app becomes is app basically tells here's five steps you have to do. But what if the student doesn't want to do those five steps, right? They want to do one, three, and four. And a lot of the flexibility is not there, but part of what our software, that's why that artificial intelligence with that human touch is a key component for us and our success going forward is being able to create that hyper-personalized approach for them to adapt to what they want and the type of way they want to do. And there's multiple ways, like you know, we can actually get the data to create that
0: program for them that they can actually be successful with. Really interesting approach. Very, I mean, honestly, pretty clever. And, you know, the way you're looking, the way you looked at the problem and then kind of putting the pieces together, how to get, how to get customers, what's the, how's the plan? I mean, this is a tough market to crack, right? Absolutely. Um, I mean, universities are just, I would, I like, I could think of the last few things that I'd ever, as a salesperson. I would like the last places I would ever want to find myself banging on a door, (laughs) asking for an order. And I think any, any kind of large institutional place like a a university would be top of my stress. I'd have stress. I'd need your app for at least a month before I did my first call, you know, just, (laughs) just to get myself psyched up for it.
2: And we're happy to sign you up, Ken, like, you know, you'll be one (laughs) of the beta testers. We can actually sign you up in there. Um, oh, it, it, it's like, it's a, it's a very true problem statement, right? Like, because now what, you know, at least from my perspective, what I'm looking at it is we are a very hyper personalized, both for the student yeah. and for the university app, right? So it gives you that hyper personalization. It has the AI, it has the component that you can actually make. Now, even if you take all of that out, mm-hmm. you're actually looking at like, you know, that is going to be for colleges, colleges. You know, anybody who actually onboards into our system, both our coaches, whether it's existing college coaches or new coaches, they want to actually get in from our standpoint. They go through two levels of standards of like internal certification. So one, even if you're a psychologist, even if you're a psych tech, even if you're coaches, you have to complete a certification process internally for us, for you to be a a coach within the student uplift platform. The second part is also is as we deploy to different colleges, we are not basically going selling this a student uplift app. We are actually saying, okay, it's your college app. Like it's branded with a college name. Mm. It's available in the app store with the name of the college. And then only the students who you give access to get access into the system. And the mm. data privacy, the terms and conditions is all of the college compared to us, right? Because okay. we are not any of those criteria because this app is going to be running integrated with the college system. So that is a pretty big win. Like you're not having, you know, that as a service, Paul, like, you know, here's the students, like you guys can have access or girls can have access to this um, this service. Instead, we are saying it's like, no, this is an integrated system. So we're going to be looking at your health being much more effective. We're going to help you with that but we can also, meaning the colleges themselves can also learn out of this, right? Like, is it certain courses, are, you know, kind of on a constant basis creating anxiety with the students so that it might be good for them to take a hard look at the course curriculum and the course syllabus and see yeah. what's driving that, right? So you're not only getting insights, the one that you were talking about, Ken, is that data. You're not getting data insight just on the students, but you're getting data insights on how you as a university how you as an academic or administrative side that you can actually do better things and you know to help the students to be successful right so it is a win win situation so where it's a tightly integrated ecosystem with your colleges it's yeah. branded in your college name so your data privacy and all that is actually done the coaches who actually work in the system are double certified right. they are yep. certified on the courses, but they also are certified on your brand because they'll go through a brand training. So when we align you know, them, so they already know the brand that they're actually going to be reflecting themselves on when talking to the students themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And then we're also giving them insights with not all this PHI data, but like with trends of how yeah. students are doing in certain courses, how well they're engaged, now, part of one of the thing I would love to do, and this is something that I want to partner with some of these you know, colleges and universities we go through, can is start getting a reward-based system, right? One way to kind of have more engagement for students to be successful in going through some of the courses and having touch points and workshops and being able to kind of work with you know, a, a coach for you, even if you want to do a one-on-one, is a reward-based system, right? Which that's reward also kind of helps you to create that incremental changes. Like, you know, like I was telling before that incremental changes becomes positive behaviors, right? So it's that push that we can go mm. through. One of my, you know, and, and so I'm I'm sometimes kind of told like bring some crazy ideas. One of the ideas that I want to do is like, let's get a quiz, like, you know, a get out of free jail card of, for a quiz out, right? So that might be a reward. Like if you finish this course for a six months, like a four month semester, at the end of the fourth month, like if you're consistent and you've been able to go through and show that you've changed some of your changes that you wanted to see, yeah. general, then you get out. You get a free card from one of the quizzes, right? Like I'm not saying it is the one reason. I mean, there's other ways we can go about it, but that's an idea that we can actually float and talk to where there's incentive for the student mm-hmm. and there's incentive for the college as well and the university for them to
0: drive more student engagement. Or, or maybe give a course credit. Give yeah, one hour. Exactly. Give yep. one hour credit. Yep. Right. That's I mean, if they idea. go. I mean, the app. Right. If you go through the app, it's very easy to see how they way and way more traceable than any kind of student engagement in a classroom. I mean, exactly. You know, how do you, How do you know what a student's doing in a three hundred person lecture hall? No, and and I've I've seen like can I've seen
2: examples right where people come in, and then you know at least tell the professors. Um, the reason is I'm also an adjunct professor, so I kind of see some of these cases right. as well where they come in and say, Well, I'm having suicidal thoughts right now, so I want to get out of my exam. Like, can you basically defer or give me an additional credit for that particular course or take another oh. one? right? So sometimes like you cannot like understand from their shoes, like you're looking at from a you know, from a professor standpoint. Well, like I'm not sure, like I trust this. But if they have actually yes. shown and if they're proven that they've been taking some steps, they've taken some, you know, effort to kind of look at it, then you actually have, you know, would want to give that credit, right? Would want that student out. So this will be another path that will basically help the colleges and the student themselves to figure out, like, how do you help them? Because student success is all about, like, you know, they always look at academic performance and financial kind of situation. But Mm -hmm. my, my thought process, the underlying fact is mental health. If they're mentally healthy, yes. it doesn't mean that they don't have academic performance. They'll have academic performance issues. They might have to kind of work and the college has to work the way they've been working on. Or in some cases, things happen, right? Like, you know, family situations change and you need more additional financial mm. part. But even in those scenarios, you still need, med- because they either going through anxiety or depression of the changes that's happened in their life, or they're looking at the grade point average and saying, oh my gosh, everybody else is 3.4, I'm at 2.9. So they need some level of coaching and coping that they need to work through. So that's the differentiating factor that I feel that we are going to be selling ourselves. Um, Like I said, like we have three beta clients that we are working on, the letter of intent at this
0: point. Oh, I love
2: it. Right, and our idea is to kind of have at least 20 clients by end of the first semester that we want to get to. Um, Okay. My idea, if you ask me, is like, I want this app, like running in all the universities in the US, you know, and the reason why is it's an integrated platform. You can use your own coaches, like you don't have to, because a lot of times when they have some other organizations, Uh, you have to change the coaches, you don't have to. What we do is you let your coaches in there, but we get them certified to certain levels so there's structure behind it, you can track it there's artificial intelligence built into this. So as things get, you know, more and more refined in the artificial intelligence state, we will also start kind of working our ways through because internally we have this mindset, like, you know, we have to start with assisted AI, then we have to move to collaborative AI, then we want to go to full autonomous AI, Yeah, like a structured approach of how we want to go as far as delivering the content leveraging AI. So there's a intentional thing of unbiasing all these historical biases out and deliver that solution. And and this is going to be reflecting their own brand, not a different brand, right? It's reflecting their own brand. Yeah, that's good. Help them to kind of self-reflect even and the university themselves, right? It's not only people self-reflection, but as a university, you can try to figure out is your courses working fine, right? Is there challenges in the delivery of the course itself, right? Is there other cultural, you know, kind of accommodations that, the, you know, because <laughs> of the new things that's come up that they need to be looking at and not doing? There's so many different things you can actually get insights, you know, Ken, like
0: yeah. data, oh, yeah.
2: right? Data doesn't lie to you. It tells you how it is. But as long as you can look at it, there's so many different benchmark you can actually do. Um, as you can see, I'm very passionate about this because I want to make sure mm. our students are very successful, and I want the colleges to be very successful as well. Yes, um, you know, because part of it is like I've learned in my personal experience, right? Like so, uh, my dad who passed away a few years ago, even though he did not graduate, um, you know, high school, he made sure all of us, like all of his kids, were basically there's four of us siblings we all were educated and we were, you know, he's, you know, he took loans to kind of make sure we studied. And part Mm -hmm. of that was like, it has actually made all of us successful, right? Like in our lives and careers that we can become. So that's, you know, at least the the thing of education is a much more important aspect towards me. So I want to do, if we can actually help the students and help the universities at the same time to be successful, nothing like it.
0: I think there's a you know one of the one of kind of my my theories around mental health um and maybe not a, so much of a disprovable theory or it's provable probably or it's already been proven but I think where your app could probably also have some power with universities would be app ab- school you know student absenteeism and student health yeah you know because If I'm, you know, if I'm depressed, eventually I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get the flu. I got to go down. If I'm a, if I'm a woman, you know, who knows the impact on stress could have on me, that'd be a whole whole different set of, set of, you know, knock on effects, right. Of being under stress and not having the tools, you know, so what is it like before and what's it like after? And, you know, can you, if you can capture some of that or a, a school that, you know, spent this much on student medical last year with this many students, the average was, you know, it's, you know, $89 a person. And then, you know, boom, you have two years after the app, it's 50. And absenteeism, I mean, I think you could drive down absenteeism massively with a, a good support system. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Like, so the key, some of the KPIs
2: that I'm looking at, Ken, is like one is retention. Second is like absenteeism you're talking about. Yeah. Um, third would be is course performance themselves, like how mm-hmm. well they're doing, what is happening. And it also helps you to kind of start looking at like how you know even grade point averages, right? Is this helping them like you know to drive the grade point averages? Mm. So what it helps you is and from different factors to kind of understand those you know stress. That's why that mood board that I talked to you about. We can start looking at patterns, right? Like in from that, which can infer some detailed insights, and then you can start predicting and saying, okay, well you know what, two weeks from now, we have seen a pattern like this. So two weeks from you might be going through it. So then we can be proactive in giving them okay. some content which can help them, right? Ease into that and drive that behavioral change that we've been talking about.
0: The one that, the one thing that keeps coming up, like popping up in my mind, just because I'm just an evil person, uh, is those professors. There are some professors that will really not want to see this app <laughs> because they know and they know who they are you know those terrorist professors the ones that terrorize the whole class they enjoy the power trip of just driving people bananas uh and causing like real t- like real stress right like there's some professors that are really maniacs they enjoy that role and uh so it'll be kind of i mean it'll be interesting to think that as a professor you now know that you're in a way all these students could be tied back to, you know, to your, your score. Their scores could be tied to your performance. Exactly. is the way to say it. Exactly.
2: Right. Like, because part of it, what's going to happen is like your performance of a course, right? Like, you know, even the yeah. content of the course, yeah. sometimes like you can actually look at, is it driving stress, right? Because yes. there's much more surveys, which was a point in time surveys you can take, but now what you can actually look at it is much more deeper insights you can actually get out of this data. So this is not only on the mental health side, right? Like I'm saying, there's much more insight you can actually drive for the university themselves, which is a a, a kind of a a, a stellar combination that we are trying to bring in, because part of mine is like, I've been in higher education for the past few years. I've been a chief technology officer for one of the um, top consulting company in higher ed and being a technologist, right? Like we are trying to look at like what some of the challenges these universities are facing and how we can actually offset it. So there's so many things that you can actually look at from a KPI drive Mm. perspective to going to get much more deeper insight. And this is all data driven, right? So this is not. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's no
0: opinions. Yeah. There's no emotion. I mean, I can see going into my, you know, my, uh, I'm trying to think of my one class that, that I would have, I would have called cost accounting, you know, 400 level cost accounting. And I had this professor, and, you know, he was one of those guys. I would love to get a text message that says, Hey, Ken, you're about to go into cost accounting for 32. How do you feel about that? Smiley face, straight face, sad face, stressed face, you know, suicide uh, emoji. <laughs> you know, like, and you could get all like all 300 people get that, that ping. And it's wow, man, scary yeah. the data. You could really drive some good change with that.
2: In, in exactly. So part of it is also what we are doing is we are keeping all of this experience within the app as well, right? So you don't yeah, have yes. to go to multiple, you know, that's part yes. of the challenges a lot of higher education has is like you have to go to multiple different systems for you to look at it. Yeah. So what we are actually trying to do is for mental health, this is the one-stop shop, right? Like you come in, you help. And then what we can also do is you can actually put some additional questions that if you want, like right before exams, right? Like send a question out, how do you okay. feel in the mood board? And it goes to every student at the college, right? Each one of them have access to this app and they can actually tell you how things are. And then based on how they perform, like what they're responding, you can start looking at different types of trends, right? You know, well, these courses, they see people seem to be extremely happy, right? And, you know, and then we can say, okay, let's come yeah. some follow on questions. What is driving you to be extremely happy, and can we actually look wow, at replicating really, yeah, that in yeah. other courses, right? Or to your point, is there certain courses that are creating a lot more anxiety and depression? Is there things that we can actually put a better process and approach to drive that? Mm. There's so many different, you know, interesting things that you can actually do out of this um, with the data, and the data is owned by, you know, the personal data is owned by the students themselves, so that's, that's right. outside the ecosystem. And then the rest of the behavioral data is actually part of the system for them to kind of, it's owned by the college themselves, right? It's not like us kind of looking at and looking at the data. It's they themselves can basically look at the data and then look at the trends. Um, One of the biggest things that we love to kind of, at least we want to do as part of this is like tight integrations, right? And that's what, like, you know, I've been in the in higher education industry, I understand all the different systems that's in play. So part of our offering was getting that hyper-personalization app for mental well-being, but also goo that tight integration with the systems. Mm. So it basically becomes much more easier for them to look at it because I'm a big proponent of self-service, right? That's what we need to kind of go through. As this new generative AI and this new chat GPTs of the world, that's just one, there's hundreds of, you know, I just the hundreds, but there's like, you know, in the tens Thousands. of models that's right now that's coming in, like what we call large language models, that's all becoming conversational now, right? So you actually ask a question with Chat GPT, it responds back, right? Yeah. Over a period of time, imagine you can actually get insights conversationally, right? Like so you ask a question as a president of the college saying, like, hey, what are my courses who are actually having some significant challenges, right? One of the data points can be from this app, right? Like, well, we see these courses, people are extremely happy. These courses, people are struggling. Yes, There's the insights with that. Okay, great. So then they can go and ask, and why are the people, you know, happy in this class? And it can tell you here's five reasons why they're happy, right? That they've been kind of caught in. So it, it it it's 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 a huge opportunity for colleges to have that integrated view with both the technology part and then the human touch mm. part that we give. So it's not only helping the students, but it's going to help the college and university to basically better themselves.
0: Yeah, I, and and I think that's, that is, that, and therein lies the challenge of the sale. Making sure you can find a university that can look at their navel, look at themselves in the mirror, and do that work. You know, and th- there might be some that are a little bit afraid of doing that work. absolutely. You,
2: Absolutely. Yeah. but I'm also seeing that change Can right? Like what I'm changing is like that cliff in 2025 is making yeah. universities reflect.
0: On, oh, right? oh, so you do have a, oh, that's really good. You have exactly. that pressure to change is there. Yes. yes the change agent.
2: Exactly. The pressure is there. It's Forgot not about far away that. from okay. you, right? It's less than oh. two years or 18 month runway that you have. So yeah. colleges have to prepare themselves up for the change that's coming along. Right. So one, like, you know, there's never a time that's bad, right, for you to change for the better. So it's a great opportunity for you to come in. I mean, it, it's 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 an interesting pivotal point, Ken, right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Sometimes you talk about a perfect storm that happens in this industry. If you look at it, right, like, so this is going to be the first class who are all coming away from this pandemic time, like, you know, where they started yes. high school, right, during the peak of the pandemic, which is their growth years of putting their – you know, know, hours and getting the right number of GPAs to get into college. So they're all coming in. And this is the first year, they're kind of flipping over into the college. The university themselves is actually also looking at, man, there's a cliff that's coming in. How do I reposition and change? So there's multiple changes that's all coming together. And this is where people are all trying to kind of figure out, hey, I need help. How can you guys help me? Mm -hmm. I want to kind of use that help which is more data-driven rather than just like somebody writes an, as, in a, a survey, here's what we actually are trying to do and how we want to do it, right? Um, so it, it's a perfect timing, mean, plus the technology is maturing as well, right? the, and the, the tech is maturing. maturing that mm-hmm. is coming in. There's some maturity that's coming in. I mean, is some of those ready for prime time? Not, but there's pieces of that that's ready for prime time. Yeah,
0: yeah, right? yeah.
2: That we have incorporated within our you know, solution to be able to deliver that. Um, so, you know, we are excited, like, you know, Jennifer joined me, um, you know, um, when she kind of heard about, and this is, I'm going to share some of my personal story. And then, you know, which I think is one of the story that she, you know, was able to kind of correlate to and said, like, I want to be part of this, um, is like about 10 years ago, um, one of my kids actually was diagnosed with a chronic illness and, you know, it actually hit me pretty, pretty hard. Right. Like, you know, so mm. I was doing great. We, you know, it always happens in your life where like you're doing good. You're, you know, growing pretty well yeah. in your career. You know, you're flying high. And then like suddenly a ton of bricks starts getting hit. And mm. stuff. and we go through that phase of human emotions of why me, why this time and whatnot and all that. Right. But what ended up actually happening through the journey, it actually changed a lot of art in mean, my family's life, in, in, including me and how I look at world in mm. a different lens right and that's why mental health became very passionate even though my my impact was not a mental health issues of you know my you know my kid getting diagnosed but it created a lot of you know depression and anxiety for me right Like, right. You know, yes. like yes yes yeah. my gosh what happened and I basically was just like going through really hard time and then the support system because of the stigma it was not there like right? even when I was trying to look at it like they were like well like you know you'll just get over it. Right. And mm. rather than like, you know, in the systematic stuff, like if you look at it, where they were built in to kind of look at what the, you know, the, the psychology program has taught rather than right. Looking at my cultural impact, where I come from, how this is all tied together, right. That component was missing as well. So that's one of the reason I'm kind of trying to bring all of that together in this to kind of have better life um, in, in, you know, which actually drove. when I said it actually made my family better as well is my eldest daughter. She's in medical school. And two years ago, she actually did a TEDx talk, which is about mental health stigma in India, right? And yes, how does it's, that a real,
0: it's a real thing.
2: It's a real, I mean, it's it's, it's a real thing. But like, it's, you know, part of it is like, I think it's the prime time right now. Everybody is willing to open yeah. themselves up and they want help. They're actually okay right now to kind of take the stigma off and focus on like the help that they could need. And I think part of our jobs as people who have actually gone through things in life, if we can contribute, this is actually Jennifer's, my way to contribute to that ecosystem is that hyper-personalized approach to having mentally healthier students, because that's the right age that they we need to kind of get in front of them
0: so this is it's a great time like both like you said that's the time they start to figure it out that's the time they start showing the signs and they're even i think the app is something they can use at that age right something they'll know how to use and how to how to find the 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 usefulness of it as a tool absolutely yeah we're kind of i mean we're kind of we're kind of at the end this has been a fantastic conversation um I could probably go on for a couple more hours, but, you know, and I I think after you get into some, you know, get a couple of these betas going really, you know, maybe have you come back a a few months after beta, Jennifer, you know, just ping me and let's get back on and find, and find out what you, what you found out after a few months. Would
2: love it. Would love love to do that. I think that's kind of keeps us excited that we want to kind of help. And I would love to kind of Mm. get through and, you know, work with you through the journey. Um, what I would actually do is pivot to Jennifer to do the closing on this one because ah, yeah. I've kind of hogged the whole meeting and I've been kind of sharing my experiences. Um, you know, Jennifer has been one of my, the greatest support person who actually has been driving the company, mm. organization because of the, that, that, what I would call that kind of combined vision, right? Like we want to yes. have a healthier future generation, right? And where do we start is here. So mm. I will Pivoted to Jennifer and have her let to the closing for me. please.
0: Yeah, and Jennifer, it could be a closing message. It could be, you know, just a recap. Um, you know, really could be just about anything or a
1: message to all those university, you know, people waiting to, waiting to hear from you. Absolutely. Well, I mean, Cutter really went into so much detail and depth around yeah. why this is so such an important um, platform, student uplift that we are working on now to bring to market. The idea here is that it really helps university students, the college students. It's all about constant engagement. Mm. It's all about getting them to come back. You know, I mean like that's the thing with apps these days and driving that engagement. What's really important is not just downloading the app, not using it once, but using it many times because the idea is that the content, which is very hyper-personalized in the global voice, it's designed to be built around the critical well critical domains of well-being, right? So right. As yes. out, sleeping, eating, drinking. It's it's also some of the, the heavier mental health components, but it's really all about mm. building positive habits. And to build positive habits, you need constant engagement. So I think that's that's the only thing I would add here, because Cutter did such a fabulous job of explaining student uplift why it's yeah. important to college students, why it's important to university administrations, how this tool is different from a lot of other things in the marketplace, is it provides a product that's white labeled. So in the voice of the university yeah. or college I like to that. the students, but then the university and, and administrators get to have aggregated data so they can monitor and measure and understand like what's going on with their student yeah. population, see the seasonality, understand you know, it, it's not always built around academics. There's a lot of other factors, especially for many of these students, as kind as of pointed out, that are leaving home for the very first time mm-hmm. in their lives. And af- after going through COVID, they spend a majority of their time in their bedroom. So it's a really <laughs> unique, unique opportunity.
0: Surprise! But, There's a world exactly. out
1: there. Thank you so much for having us today, Ken. Really appreciate it. And our web address is studentuplift.com. If people want to visit that, and then I'll just note that you can also email Cotter directly to see his name up there, Cotter. at studentuplift.com. Okay. So those are the. That's a
0: note. Yeah, and this, this, ep- we should have this, um, we should have this episode up in a few days. My I've got a, a small team of Gen Z, uh, or Gen X, uh, interns, so you know they're they're chomping at the bit for another episode so this thing may go you know it may pop up pretty quick on the on the audio version so when we wrap up here this this live version it will be on linkedin and it'll be posted on all the four uh facebook linkedin youtube and twitter uh, either under the jar handle or uh mental health today on linkedin I i finally got a hundred i got my 150 subscribers so we're broadcast on that um and then again, like I said, the audio will be out in uh, you know less than a week, and you can use that as well as a good share. Um, can't think of anything else. It's been a fantastic episode. I learned a ton, and I would too. Would be extreme. Jennifer, you're really lucky. You've got a great you got a great ride. This is a you know, you're you found a really good you know genius idea and a good company, and uh, and it, like I said, right place, right time. Right, right. Solution or say right, right guy, solution. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Carter, nice, you know, and, nice job. And, and, right and place, that, right time.
2: That is Jennifer, my CMO for you guys, right? She yeah, yeah. That was out, beautiful. Articulated. You know, articulated. Um, you know uh, Jennifer, thank you. That was a great closing. I really appreciate that. Ken, thank yeah. you for um, you know having us. It's been a pleasure. Um, I would still take up on your offer. Like in a few months, we'll keep track, and then we'll come back to Absolutely. you. Absolutely, have a journey conversation. Right? It almost looks like you know you know, during Shark Tank and post Shark Tank, like how did we actually do? So we'll come back to you.
0: On yeah, that. yeah, exactly. How did we do? Well, That's uh, cool. Thanks everybody for listening and supporting mental health today. You can share this episode. If you're living, listening to this on uh, iTunes or Spotify or one of the platforms, you can share it real easily. Uh, also, please drop down, give us a little rating, give us some love uh, so we can, you know, kind of grow the audience and, and help do our part in kind <clears> of, <throat> excuse me, tackling the mental health crisis. Carter, Jennifer, hang on for 30 seconds. I'll see you on the other side. Sure. Thank you. Okay. Thank you.
1: Yeah, loose, baby. But We're about to go and make this vessel with these great professionals yeah. in public glass. We're not part of the community, but we're from the outer family of blowing. Yeah, we're going to go make a magical giant jar with optic lenses, so that if you turn it, it changes all the time. So if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change.